<laughs> I, uh, I did that because my buddy, uh, who knows about this podcast, was like, you should, an- you, should uh, you know, in the beginning of all your shows, do the hello from Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> that was my poor attempt at the Mrs. Doubtfire hello. So that one is for you, buddy. I probably will never do that again. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is actually on my list today. Um, hello, all. This is Universal Nerds, Episode 5. I'm Brian. I'm Jesse. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, family movies uh, we grew up watching. I, uh, I was born in 1982, so a lot of my family movies are in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, I was born in the nine, 1990s, so mine are a lot of early 90s, late 90s. But you've seen 2000s. some 80s. You've seen some 80s. You know, <laughs> oh, you, obviously you've seen oh, yeah. E.T. That was nineteen eight. the yeah. year I was born. I was born. born on the cusp, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I seem to think that there were a lot more uh, variety and a lot more kids' movies growing up as opposed to now. But then again, I guess I'm not really in tune to what's a lot that's released these days. I feel like nowadays it's just more like, you know, Disney's just kind of taken over. And you don't get those genuine family favorites anymore, you know. Now, granted, like, a lot of these are Disney produced. Well, films, no, but... for sure, but I just mean like, <laughs> I don't know. They, they they don't get released as often. I feel like as they used to. Right. I mean, like like a like another Ice Age or another uh, Madagascar or yeah. something like that. But, yeah, yeah, things that aren't actually Disney. Disney Pixar and uh, the even though Ice Marvel Age is on Disney kinda... Plus, so they must have rights somehow. But that's true. That's true. Um, but there were a lot. Uh, this like list, DreamWorks. Yes, yeah, Madagascar people. Oh, okay. And, uh... Yeah, Trolls. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, Trolls Two comes out this year, so there's there's that there's a DreamWorks movie. Is there another one? Oh, I'm thinking of Sing Two. Okay, Sorry. yeah, Sing. <laughs> I think that's DreamWorks Both as well. Both have singing though. in yeah. it. <laughs> Close enough. Um, Trolls is so great. But I don't know. Maybe it's just a... I mean, a lot of people probably think this way, you know, that the movies we grew up watching are better than the movies that are out now. I mean, you hear that a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just... And I can still rewatch a lot of these, even though they're much older. Oh, me too. So there's probably, you know, over 100 to 200 movies on our list combined, of, but we're not going to talk about all of them. <laughs> no, just maybe um, briefly mention here or there, like, oh, this movie and this movie, but not actually talk yeah. about it. These, these movies, we, like I was telling her earlier, um, I'd beg my mom to rent from the video store every weekend the same movie every weekend. I mean, I just loved it so much until I owned it and then would rewatch it and wear out the tape. Um I don't know how I'd never worn out any of my Disney tapes. <laughs> Maybe they secretly replaced them and you didn't even know. Maybe. <laughs> Doubtful. My parents would be like, well, tough shit. <laughs> and some I did actually get to see in theaters uh, at a young age. Um, oddly enough, the, the first movie I ever saw in theaters that I can actually remember is not a kid's movie. Uh, it was La Bamba. Uh, the true story of Richie, Richie Valens. Yeah, that was one. Of the, that was the that I can remember. That was the first movie I saw in theaters. My dad would tell me that you know, as a baby, he'd take me to movies like Towering Inferno or you know those old <laughs> movies. But yeah, um, obviously I don't remember them. <clears throat> but I do remember uh, La Bamba seeing it uh, uh, at the mall. 
I mm. cannot even begin to tell you what movie I first ever saw in theaters. Back to the Future 2, I saw that in theaters. And um, the first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie I saw in theaters, which is on my list, mm. 1990. I don't know. It was uh, one of the first movies I've seen in theaters that's a kid's movie to have swearing in it. Yeah, my, <laughs> I thought it was cool. My mom accidentally <laughs> took me to There's Something About Mary. Ooh. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> She knew it was That's like rated R, but like she didn't know like it was that bad. And I remember sitting down like the row from everyone, and in that scene where he zips his like yeah. thing up in the zipper, traumatized me. I was like, I gotta go sit by my mom. <laughs> but yeah, she how'd you did... get the beans above the frank? Yeah, <laughs> she uh, she didn't know that that was that bad. That's but... interesting because I, uh, me and my mom went and saw that movie when it came out too. Because <laughs> but then again, neither of us knew that it was a raunchy R-rated movie yeah i just you know i remember the advertising like a comedy yeah you know? and yeah. i was like from the directors of dumb and dumber so and i was able to see dumb and dumber in theaters yeah. and i had no idea how <laughs> yeah like raunchy this movie was and neither did she and it was a very awkward theater experience but <laughs> yeah, i did I see a imagine. funny movie out of it i i think that movie's hilarious yeah i thought um, it was hilarious after the fact but yeah i don't know why that traumatized me a little bit um so yeah i mean Growing up, watching movies and uh, theatrical movies and uh, video on TV, you know, um, is there anything in... Uh, well, before we get into this, we do have to start. What did you watch last? Um, I recently binge-watched, uh, it's called Sweet Tooth on Netflix. Oh my gosh, it was mm -hmm. so good, and I really hope that they do a second season. Um, it's basically about, which... <laughs> You know, I think this came out during COVID times, and I don't know if it was made during COVID, but I feel like they're, like, mocking COVID a little bit. Not completely mocking, but it's, like, similar. Like, there's a sickness going around. I mean, it's, it's way worse. But, um, but basically, and then all of a sudden, like, all these people start having, like, these hybrid babies, you know, and this is one of, like, the hybrid babies, and the dad, like, takes him to the woods and raises him in the woods away from society, you know, away from the sickness and away from, you know, people who would harm him because, you know, people don't really agree with the hybrids, you know, type thing. And, um, it, it's, it's very, very good. And the main, the main kid is a, a deer hybrid. Hmm. He's got these cute little ears <laughs> and like, it's adorable. It's got Will Forte as the dad and it's, um, I've never really seen him in like a super serious role. So it was kind of cool to see him in a more serious, um, as a serious character which I know you mentioned he does a lot of more serious. He I've does. never it's seen just... it personally, but yeah. um, so this is my first role I've seen him in, you know, because the last show I think I watched him in was, um, what's that called? Keanu, you know, the, 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 the cat, the, the key and peel movie. Yeah. <laughs> he was in that. That was hilarious. But, uh, no, the show, uh, last man on earth, mm. which is hilarious. And his character is so great. Um, so yeah, but it was nice to see him in that role. All right. Well, let's hope Netflix keeps it going instead oh, of, you so. know, or I'm use canceling. their reputation of canceling shows. Write them an angry letter. <laughs> I'm sure they get a lot. They're like, yeah, eh, whatever, just add this to the pile. I don't care. I'm pretty sure it's not making fun of the pandemic. No, I, mean, I don't we, think it's making fun, but it's just like, it's just like, it's very similar. Like there was a 
movie called Corona Zombies that came out. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they're like mocking, mocking. I, that was a very that was a bad use of words, but that's all right. I'm you know a lot of these shows that came out this year or last year are set during that. Yeah. As we were talking about Shameless, the last season of Shameless oh, is yeah. during COVID, you know, and they have all their masks on and the rules and, and stuff like that. The newest and, season of uh, Grey's Anatomy <clears throat> is also like that. Which is like fine. Like I get it, but it also... South Park did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they did a special, there's a I'm sure Simpsons did it. I don't know if they did, but Simpsons did it. <laughs> uh the last thing I watched, I actually went and saw the Black Widow movie on Thursday. Um, you know, it was it was solid. It was a, it's a good movie, but I think that if it would have been released um, back after Civil War came out, because that's where it takes place. Don't worry, I won't be saying any spoilers about this. Um, even though you you know, if you've seen Endgame, you do know her fate. So a lot of the danger and tension in the scenes that's just not there. At least it wasn't for me because You're like, yeah, she'll be okay. She'll be okay. <laughs> but uh, like I said, if it would have got released back after Civil War, um, I think I would have appreciated it more. But I mean, it's better that late than never, I guess. You know, she does. She has an interesting backstory, so you know, might as well get a movie. One of the last main members of the Avengers to get her own movie. Yeah, sorry, Hawkeye, you're not getting your own Aww, movie. Welcome, welcome to TV. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's worth well, the watch for sure if you're a fan. TV is almost better, kind of, so. Well, you would say that. You're I the, know. You're the TV but fanatic. <laughs> you um, get more of it, you know, so. But yeah, it's it's worth the watch. There were some things that I was uh, disappointed in, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, yeah, check it out. I'm uh, hoping to see uh, F9, the Fast Saga, soon for more ridiculousness. Can't wait for you to tell me about that <laughs> space scene. <laughs> I, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, might as well. I mean, they were, what, in the, like, like Antarctica or something in the last one? And, like, oh, outrunning a, <laughs> like, a, what was it? Outrunning a submarine <laughs> on, the, on the ice? I mean, come yeah. on. Can't I know, which I didn't, I mean, I enjoyed the last one, don't get me wrong, <laughs> just, but it was just over the top. Those movies just, are just, you know, shut and your brain one, off. I was like, oh, God, like. Yeah. Anything after? I mean, it's not about logic. No, I mean, I shut your brain off. Enjoy a movie about family yeah. and uh, ridiculous, yeah, over-the-top uh, action. Brian and I have been uh, sharing a bunch of those uh, family memes. Back They're everywhere. And forth. There's they there's so up. many memes for that. It's crazy. Uh, it's getting a little out of hand, but <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, okay. So family movies, uh, we grew up watching. There was a lot that I, I watched as a kid and I still watch to this day. Um, I do want to bring up, what is your favorite all time Disney animated movie? Don't you already know this? Yes, but the audience doesn't. Yeah, they, they do if they listen to our favorite top five movies. That's uh, true. Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, so that is not technically a Disney classic. That's Touch Tone Pictures, How and that's say that? I'm saying Disney animated, like Little Mermaid oh or gosh, Aladdin. Don't not Beauty make and the me Beast. choose yeah. between Little Mermaid, Beauty of the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, or Hercules. Okay, those are all equal to me. Like it, like Nightmare wasn't originally a Disney release, but probably Aladdin. I mean, I think they own Lion it now, but it wasn't originally okay, Beauty Disney. And the Beast. Nope, Little Mermaid. Okay, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I can't pick which one. I just can't. Um, I okay. It's okay to be Beauty a and fan the Beast, of all of honestly, them. Honestly, like I, when I was little, I was obsessed with Beauty and the Beast and Jasmine. 
So I guess Aladdin. From too. Aladdin. Yeah. Those were like my two favorite. I had shirts. I had Barbies. Like, yeah. Okay, let's compare those two. So who had the better villain? Was it Jafar or was it... Um... Gaston? Yeah, the guy from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That is Both a good question. Both were pretty typical villains. Um, well, Gaston was Ga- just more Gaston of an asshole. Gaston was just kind of, yeah, an <laughs> asshole. And Jafar was, I mean, evil at all. I don't know. Probably Jafar, I guess. But he was kind of easy to beat if you really think about it. And then he you got look power at power hungry, and then right, typical villain Gaston, take over you know, everything, got thrown off a of castle. So. Um, but then you look at the side characters, the comic relief in Beauty and the Beast. You have what Lumiere and uh, Cogsworth and a few of the other and Chip, um, yeah, and Chip and the the other uh, furniture. But then yeah. in Aladdin, you have the amazing genie. Yeah. And, um, uh, Iago, Abu. Uh, the, yeah, Abu, and even Iago, even though he was a villain, yeah, he was great, <laughs> yeah, it's tough, it's it tough. Both have tough great music, because, um, you know, Lion King's also up there. Just gotta pick one. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Moana, <laughs> <laughs> after all of that argument, then you pick Moana. <laughs> no, I know, but that one's old, that one's newer, but. That's okay. Honestly, my favorite is is not even considered one of those classics. <laughs> anyway, what is it? A Goofy movie. Oh my god! It is my my How ultimate favorite Disney movie because Goofy. Movie, Goofy the second one is great. Goofy is my favorite classic Disney character, like Mickey Mouse and Donald. Yeah. I do like Donald Duck, especially when he gets angry. But Goofy has always been my go-to favorite character yeah. when I was a kid, and to see him get his own movie was perfect. Now, granted, a lot of it was about his son Max. Um, and I can't remember if this movie came first or the Goof Troop show, but Max is uh, older oh, in in, in the movie, and uh, it is a musical. I used to watch both. It is a musical, um, and it has great music by Tevin Campbell. <laughs> oh, what um, is the the band the the guy the guy that they love Powerline Powerline yeah, yes it's like a, like Prince that song is great type character like their main song. Um, the animation is great. Goofy is hilarious as always, um, and they go on a road trip together. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I think a lot of it is the music, the father-son companionship. Um, that's what really got to me. And Goofy is just hilarious. So my niece the other day was like, because um, I said something about Goofy being a dog, and she's like, "No, he's a cow." He was, and a I cow. was like, "No, he was originally a cow." What? He was originally a cow, mm, but he's a dog now. It's just confusing because like, because Pluto's a dog and how come he doesn't talk? I know that's what I always thought the argument was. So I was like, he's a dog, and then but they Pluto Google it and a, said he was a dog. Pluto is like, a pet, so that's that's the difference. Yeah, I guess you're right. In like the original, original, he's mm-hmm. kind of cowy. Kinda. All right. I don't know. Disregard that. Anyway, I could be wrong too. <laughs> Who really knows? Yeah. I mean, no, none of those animators are alive today to really prove anything. Um, but it is odd that you have Pluto and he doesn't talk, but he's just just a dog, just right. a pet to a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to I love Disney uh, growing up, and I have seen all of those movies we mentioned, like Aladdin and stuff like that, and I still love them. And they had their own shows. 
I mean, there was I an Aladdin show. A lot of Disney and yeah. Little Mermaid show too. And oh. there was a Timon and Pumbaa. Yep, and straight to video. This Disney was very infamous for the straight to video sequels, uh, like Cinderella and, and Little Mermaid and, and Aladdin: um, Return of Jafar, which actually wasn't bad, and Aladdin: King of Thieves. Also wasn't yeah. bad. Uh, Return of Jafar was good. Yeah. It was pretty dark, actually. Yeah, it was a good movie. That's the third one. But I couldn't remember if any of these sequels um, were also still musicals, like the first movies. Because I know the Goofy Movie sequel they made called An Extremely Goofy Movie uh, was not a musical anymore. No. But it was still a good movie. It was entertaining. Not as yeah. good as the first no. one. It totally did a back-to-school Rodney Dangerfield plot structure with Goofy <laughs> going back to college. Yeah. Uh, and then because it's a 90s movie, you got to throw in the extreme sports of uh, rollerblading and skateboarding <laughs> into it. But it still had Pauly Shore. <laughs> X game. <laughs> um, that, that actually reminds me of another kid's movie I watched a lot as a kid. I still own the VHS because uh, I don't think I can find the DVD of it. Definitely there's no Blu-ray of it. Uh, it's called Airborne. Um, it's, it came out in 1993. Uh, the lead in it, I've never seen him in anything else, but there's a lot of other people in it. Seth Green is in it. It's one of his um, huh. earlier movies. Um, it's about like X game type thing. Kind of. It's, it's like okay. this kid <laughs> from California. He's a surfer, total bro type douchebag character. But he <laughs> has to, his parents go on a business trip across the country and or across the world and they can't take him with them you know he's in high school so they end up shipping him out to i think like i don't know minnesota or something like that to live with his aunt and uncle and go to school there and it's complete opposite of what la is and uh i believe the aunt is the um secretary from ferris bueller um don't you know she says that okay, minnesotan yeah, yeah, yeah. accent um <laughs> Uh-huh. and Seth Green is their son, so he bunks with him, and he's trying to go to this high school and fit in, but he doesn't fit in. He's treated like crap to everybody, but he's got such a cool attitude that all the girls like him, you know, and he's a surfer, so he's into sports, and he, he likes rollerblading, and rollerblading is a huge thing in that town, and there's there's these little tournaments that, that these, like these kids... Yeah, actually, it's a lot like that, but it came out earlier. Jack Black is in it, one of his first movies ever as one of these high school kids. Um, It's pretty typical, but I don't know. I just watched the hell out of it when I was a kid. Yeah, I've never heard of it, but it sounds interesting. I would definitely watch it. I like Seth Green. (laughs) Very different for him. He was very young in it. So... I wish my movies were in order, so we're kind of going to be jumping around here. Yeah, mine are um, totally out of order. Heavyweights. We were talking about heavyweights. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites. Ben Stiller, before I really knew who Ben Stiller was. <laughs> the original White Goodman. The original Go- White Goodman yep. from Dodgeball. <laughs> uh, Tony Perkis. Perkis? Or Perkins? Something it's one like of those that. two. Look it up. We were trying to figure out, remember his name from Heavyweights. Um if you haven't seen Heavyweights, I highly recommend it. Um, Perkis, you're right. Perkis, yep. Tony Perkis. I'm feeling skinny, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, you know, it's a fun, family, innocent movie about fat camp. <laughs> you know, it's kind of mean. <laughs> um, it is mean, but, but it's, it's played. It it's has great. heart. You know, the main yeah. the main cast are a bunch of fat kids. I'm sorry, uh, including young Keenan Thompson. Uh, from Keenan oh, and Cal yeah. and SNL. And, uh, the other kid, Mighty I Ducks. think he's from Hook, I want to say. 
I could be it could wrong. be. Uh, Goldberg, the goalie from uh, Mighty Ducks, is oh, also that in may, it. That maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. Who does not Mighty, look like that now. Yeah, Mighty Oof. Ducks. A um, couple other kids. Uh, recently, uh, the main kid in Heavyweights, can't remember his name, but he was also in Mighty Ducks. It seems like Mighty Ducks and Heavyweights were kind of made on the same lot. I think they're both Disney, so it Gerald. makes sense. Gerald. Yes, Jerry. Jerry. Um, <laughs> he looks completely different now, um, but he actually was the stand-in for Kurt Russell in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 when they did that flashback scene in the very beginning of the movie oh, and wow. showed a young Kurt Russell. Yeah. He was the body, and they CGI'd over his face to oh, make wow. him look more like Kurt Russell. But yeah, that was. I'm like, that's, oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, he's, <laughs> he's still working for Disney. Right. <laughs> Uh, no, I love Heavyweights. Uh, it's a great uh, movie of kids banding together and using their kid intellect to take down somebody that ben you know Stiller. is trying to make them do things they don't like to do. Well, it's not the fun um, fat camp that they came to. You know? Exactly, they killed the blob. <laughs> yeah. The blob was the the, the, the ra- big thing that the big selling point for that track. camp. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh God! Paul Feig is in that movie. He plays the counselor, like the only counselor in the movie that's skinny. The skinny counselor oh, guy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's the guy that started the dance in the awkward boy-girl dance that they had. <laughs> yeah. He's a director now. He oh, directed really? uh, The Heat with Millis McCarthy. I and love Sid- that movie. And 2016's Ghostbusters. Which you did not like. I didn't it. really care for that. <laughs> I thought it was, you know... Although delightful. Ghostbusters is on my list for kids' movies I watched uh, as a as a kid. I don't know if you consider it a kid's movie. It does have some things in it um, that are a little risque for being in a kid's movie. It is rated PG, but I think that rating should have been a PG-13. Yeah. But like you said, back in the day, they got away with way more they than did. they do now. Um, the PG-13 rating actually didn't exist until 1984. The first movie to ever get the PG-13 rating was 1984's Red Dawn. You know, which uh, is about a Patrick so, Swayze. Yep, yeah, bunch yeah. of kids that have to band together while the Russians are invading their own town. Um, there's violence in it, so the PG rating wouldn't fly. So the the reason for the P for them creating the PG thirteen rating was because of a couple other movies um, with the PG rating were questionable, and people got mad. Most notably, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That was the main movie that kind of forced them to create the PG thirteen because that movie was rated PG. And that movie features a lot of violence, including a guy getting ripped <laughs> apart by alligators and another guy, like, jabbing his hand into his chest and pulling his heart out during, a say, like, a ritual. That's a PG movie. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go back even further yeah, than that. I don't that. look at those things. You, it's, it's just fascinating. And you yeah. can go back even further than that and see all these other movies that are PG that, you know, if released today, would be PG-13 or more. Poltergeist was PG. Now, as a huge horror fan, you can go back and watch and say, well, this movie's kind of tame. Like, I understand the, yeah, the creativity and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you really look at it and you remember that it's PG. There's a scene of the parents just casually smoking pot together in a PG movie. There's the um, the kid getting, like, traumatized by the creepiest clown ever oh, in a God, movie. Oh, God, I um, don't like that. The skeletons uh, scene. See, I uh, saw Scary Movie uh, two before I saw the Poltergeist. Original. I mean, they even remade Poltergeist. And that was creepy, even. Yeah, <laughs> even they, in Scary Movie even two. It was, was funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it was so creepy. Yeah. Um, it, 
they remade Poltergeist in the mid to late 2000s. Where, um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Love the guy, but man, he did... That was not a good decision to start in that movie. No. Even if it was from the director of Monster House. Yeah, I rewatched it. But it, it was PG-13. Monster House so was frightful they, for children, I think. It was, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, na- the, the the story of the actual house with the lady and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and then pretty it comes freaky. alive at the end and like chases them. Um, nope. But, you know, I mean, maybe... It toughens up the kids. Maybe they did this on purpose in the 80s to toughen up, toughen yeah, us up. I don't know. You know. Yeah, I feel like a lot of kids are sensitive nowadays. And I'm like, well. Well, that's why there's all these different ratings now. I used to watch <laughs> worse stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, people were uh, willing to try anything in the 80s. Um, another notable PG movie was Return to Oz. Now, yes, it is a sequel to Wizard of Oz, which is a family movie for sure. Return to Oz on paper is also a family movie, but when you watch it, wow, Never <laughs> it's seen it. pretty scary. Like, <laughs> I know you always talk about it and how it's kind of creepy. It's but worth I... the watch. Um, I, I'd say the PG rating is fine for that movie, but at the same time, there's some very creepy, deathly moments in it. I don't know. Grease, that's another one that was PG. Oh, Grease has a lot of risque yeah. humor, even though it's a musical. But then again, Sweeney Todd's also a musical. But uh, this one wasn't really violent or anything, but it's the the talk between the teenagers in high school. You right. know, the, the 40-year-olds playing teenagers. Um, like, losing bird <laughs> dirt. <Yeah>. I don't <laughs> know how they got away with that. <laughs> they did, and it became I mean, a cult classic. I love that movie. Do not get me wrong. Uh, I love that movie so much. But, but yeah, a lot of the language, uh, the high school stuff, talking about losing their virginity and smoking and all of that Being stuff. Being pregnant. Yeah. And singing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit was another one, uh, also PG, which, you know, you look at it, you say, yeah, it's a family movie. It's got cartoon characters and Looney Tunes and Disney characters all in the same movie, which was awesome. Still hasn't done, I've never seen another movie since that where you can see a scene where Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny are on the screen together. I used to love that movie. I'm sur- I can't believe I forgot to add that to it's, my list. It's it's still so great. I yeah. it's one of my favorites. I still watch it to this day, but the PG rating, I think it could have been should have been PG-13. Going back and looking at it, I mean, nowadays some of the complaints about it are not that bad, but back when it came out, you know, you had a character who was suffering from alcoholism, our main character Eddie. Uh there was a cigar you smoke. Got Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit with her cleavage. Um, well, and that one scene where that I can't remember exactly the the story behind it. I don't know if an animator got fired or something, and he like did that scene where she flies out of the car and you can see her vagina. Yeah, but yeah. they cut it out. But right. but it was in some releases. Or when you know. He's talking to her in the office and then gets caught because his pants are down in front of her and he <laughs> bends down to pick him up and pull him up and he comes up and his head bumps her boobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the cigar smoking baby. There's oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of things in it that are, you know, definitely not in the PJ PG world. Right, but it's uh, still so great. It is. Um, no, I, I love it to this day. It's like even today it still looks great. Oh, and there's like tune deaths in it. The dip, dipping that shoe in the dip and watching them just oh. die slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, his face is creepy too. Uh, Which I think that's probably why it's not, wasn't, I don't think it was actually a Disney movie. It was a Warner Brothers movie. So they were able uh, to get away okay. with some stuff. 
because Disney's in it, but they're not heavily as featured as uh, Warner Brothers stuff. Right. And all, there's also Tex Avery stuff in there, and because Droopy was in there, and um, but you did see like Dumbo flying around in there. Yeah. But I like that idea. That's why I was mentioning last episode. Cast Stone Dance it reminds me of it, where they have these animal, famous cartoon animals as basically actors in Hollywood looking for work. So I, I've always loved that idea. Yeah. Alrighty, um, let's talk about what. What do you got? <laughs> what do you got on your list randomly? Oh my gosh! Did you say blank check? Because that's on my list. I do not have that on here. Remember that movie? I think so. Is that the one with the monkey? Uh, no, that's Dunstan checks in or Mon- monkey troubles. Oh my god, I used to love monkey troubles. <laughs> but no, neither of those check. are on my list. I guess list. I don't remember that movie. Uh, blank check. I believe it's on Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, I've had I. It came out in 1994. Uh, there's a few people in it that you'd be like, oh, I've seen that person before. Um, yeah. I really can't say any names right now. Oh, Tone Loke is in it. Let's do the wild thing. Oh. Dan, <laughs> dan, yeah. um, <laughs> Blank Check is about this kid who um, he he uh, his, uh, he has two brothers, and they, they make their own money, and their father's proud of him, but he doesn't, even though he's a young kid. I mean, he's not supposed to have a job, but he never has any money. And he wants money. I mean, what kid doesn't want a lot of money? And he can never really do anything, you know, with friends or anything because he never has money and his, you know, father won't give him any. And this random happenstance with a criminal gets his bike run over and the criminal writes him a blank check. And he forages it and makes it into a million dollar check and cashes it at the bank. He's able to do so because that criminal just robbed something and needs to... You know, and had to put it in check form and then cash it at a bank where one of the guys in on the deal is the president of. So uh, okay. he was on his way to the bank or had a, wanted a guy to go get it at the bank for him. So it's uh, clean money. And uh, But the kid goes first and the president thinks the kid is the one the criminal told to come get. You know, genius idea. Send a kid. No one will ever notice. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, and the kid gets a million bucks and gets everything he ever wanted. He buys this castle in the middle of his neighborhood, this huge mansion, and <laughs> hooks it up with all these toys and things. And that's what made it fun because it's stuff that, like, us as kids would never be able to afford. Right. And we could play, like, virtual reality games and, like, his own go-kart racetrack in the back or, like, those balls that you can, like, run around in yeah um big bouncy castles and I'll things like that, that. Um, you know of course it, it all comes crashing down because you know money you know they say money doesn't buy happiness well it did buy him happiness you know all these different things but in the end money does run out so he wasn't you know sustaining an income so it does come down on him but uh good lesson you know yeah <laughs> uh still a great movie though Uh, I have Home Alone. Home Alone's a great movie. Home Alone 1 and 2 um, are the best ones. But yeah, I grew up watching those. I was obsessed. Yep, 1 and 2. Uh, they did make a 3 and a 4, I believe. Mm, yeah. I, I did watch the third one. I um, was young enough to be interested in the third one, you know, back in the day. But no. Macaulay Culkin was like one of the biggest kid stars of my youth. I mean, I've seen everything he was in oh. when he was a kid. Even the really crappy Getting Even with Dad. Oh with gosh, Ted yep. Danson. <laughs> I still love that movie. Uh, yeah. Macaulay Culkin was great. I mean, he... My girl. 
My Girl, uh, uh, the, the Page Master. Yep, I actually have that on my list too. <laughs> yeah. the page I saw it in theaters. I was kind of disappointed. Uh, uh, the Good Son. Not a kids movie. I know it's not a kids movie, but great I did watch movie. That. I mean, yeah, he was great. No one thought that he could play somebody so dark and twisted after being in all of these lovable family mm-hmm. movies. Even though, if you really think about it, he was kind of dark and twisted in Home Alone. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but not that's as okay. bad. You know, that's still <laughs> he more did it comedy, innocently. You know? He's still more like a normal boy. You yeah, know? like that's just like any little boy's dream. But rigging all those traps, that was pretty smart. (laughs) Especially in the New York one, in an apartment complex that he's never been to before. (laughs) He reminds me of my nephew so much. Like, almost looks identical. Like, and just the way his facial expressions are just reminds me of him so much. Well, I guess my nephew reminds me of Macaulay Culkin more. But, um, corrects me out. But yeah, Home Alone loved 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 those that's a definite watch watch, yeah watch every year around christmas yeah i finally Um, just bought them because i was sick of like having to record them every year so i finally bought them but um yeah i watch them every year i think i like the second one a little better yeah yeah where he's in new york i do too Um, i can't go wrong with tim curry (laughs) because it's not really home alone anymore because he's in new york and not at home but he's lost um, in new york right that's the subtitle um (laughs) But I, I think the traps were a lot better, and the, the comedy with Marvin Harry for me was better because now I'll always love, always love Marv's girlish scream when <laughs> yeah. Kevin puts the tarantula on his face. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Or the scream when he steps on the nail from the stairs with the tar on it. Yeah, or he gets electrocuted. And you that's like, the second one. So okay? that's what beats it all, is him getting electrocuted by the on the sink when he's trying to wash yeah, his hands. Yeah, like, see his <laughs> <laughs> the skeleton and stuff so great or getting hit in the face yeah. with bricks that yeah. he's throwing off the roof which probably would kill you in real life but it's okay he's he can take it yeah <laughs> kerosene rope yeah it's great and it had a lot more heart like the first one definitely you know it had the the neighbor everybody thought was a serial killer and you know it turns out he was just a normal guy that wanted to see his granddaughter and stuff so that that was pretty heavy and then the second one we had the homeless woman with Mm -hmm. the birds um and the um the shopkeeper the oh the toy shop yeah mr duncan duncan's toy chest yeah Yeah. and all the money that goes to the hospitals for the kids and stuff yeah it's very rare where the sequel is just as good or if not better than the first one donald trump's in it the second one. Oh yeah, that's he's a guest weird. at that We're not gonna talk about hotel. That. <laughs> <laughs> and the talk boy thing that he had to record all oh, the different my God, voices. My brother had one of those. I had one of those too. <laughs> I was so jealous. I, it was I great. It, so it didn't bad. work anything like the movie because no. you make the the voice and you can do it either fast motion or slow motion. So you get like the low deep voice, but it's it slow motion. It did not motion. work as good it as didn't Kevin sound, McAllister's. This no. was way cooler, <laughs> yeah. but I still loved it. And, and I the still sound was it. great too. You know, like when he records his uh, uncle, you know, in the shower, and <laughs> <laughs> uses on Tim Curry later. But it's still, pre- it was. I still use the hell out of it. I kind of wish I still had it, but I yeah, obviously don't anymore. No, Home Alone's great. Christmas classic. So was Die Hard. Yes, we'll get to that. <laughs> not those movies are similar to me. Um. 
All right. Well, also, since we're still in the 90s, um, there were a few uh, kids' sports movies I actually liked. I'm not really big into sports because, well, I'm sorry, I'm a nerd. Um, I, I enjoy playing, you know, like dodgeball and playing basketball with my friends and stuff, but I never really played for any teams or anything like that. Baseball, softball, I played that. Well, basketball for a long time, but too, but mostly softball. Nothing against sports, it's just not my cup of tea, but I, I do enjoy <laughs> sports uh, movies, and uh, especially sports kids movies, so, you know, of course, the big one was The Sandlot, that really got oh, me into that baseball. that is also on my list. Um, it was so good. Was frightful. Yeah, Hercules. <laughs> um, the kids were all great. Uh, a lot of them did grow up and uh, moved on and uh, into be- becoming actors and and did some things other kids did not um ham the catcher he still looks the same to this day (laughs) it's really creepy um (laughs) but i i enjoyed that because i at uh i felt like scotty smalls a lot when i was a kid being the new kid in the town and trying to fit in and stuff and not being good at what all the other kids were good at so it's a good lesson on that um, but these kids were so great together, all these different personalities and them coming up with ways to get the, the baseball back from the, from James Earl Jones's backyard yeah. with the terrifying <laughs> dog. See, um, I watched this recently, like within the last year and I forgot James Earl Jones was even in this movie. Or Dennis Leary was Smalls' dad. Oh stepdad. yeah, stepdad, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um... So quotable. Forever. <laughs> um, the pool scene. The pool scene. <laughs> Wendy Preferkorn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the um, God, the erector set thing that they built with the the catapult thing was, I thought, the oh, coolest yeah. thing I've ever seen. And it made me want that set when I was a kid, but I never got it. My brother had all of that kind of stuff. Like that and those, like, connects and... Great Gambino. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. The ghost of Babe Ruth said that in the <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> uh, but on the subject of sports kids movies, I had a couple others. There's another baseball movie that I watched a lot, saw it in theaters, Angels in the Outfield, oh 1994, gosh, which is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's first movie. Uh, he was the main kid yeah, in it. That movie was great. It was very, like heartwarming it was it was sad um christopher lloyd is an angel and uh you know our main kid he's in a foster home and his father's kind of a piece of shit dylan uh dermot mulroney i think played him from young guns and uh you know i remember in the the main the the famous scene when dad when can be when can we be a family again he says when the angels win the pennant you know so the kid wishes up to heaven for the for the angels the baseball team to win christopher lloyd gets sent down and does what he can to help the angels uh make you know win the games and uh it's it's very touching yeah. i mean because this kid wa- the just main wanted his baseball father. player that ends up adopting him who is that is it oh danny glover danny. he was the manager oh right yeah 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 okay danny glover was the manager and the the pitcher the famous tony danza was our famous pitcher <laughs> Yeah. Uh, fresh off of Who's the Boss. Um, there's a lot of other people in there, too, that, uh, you know, at, at the time were just, you know, faces, and now they're 
still faces but in other things <laughs> um. yeah no i used to love that movie too i actually um watched that within the last few years it's just like one of those random movies you just forget about and then you think about it, you're like oh my god i want to watch that mm-hmm. same with um what is that other baseball movie with that kid who like breaks his arm and he like Oh, Rookie pitch. of the Year. Yes, Rookie That's of the good, Year. Yeah. Um, God, I can't remember that kid's name, but he was in the American Pie movies. Well, and um, he was also in a Kid, kid in King that, Arthur's yes, Court. Yeah, yeah. That's the other one I was thinking of. That movie was stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rookie of the Year was great, though, especially uh, Daniel Stern in it. Um, his his over-the-top character in that was really good. Um, and that kid, yeah, he threw those threw those balls really well he like a, broke his elbow or something yeah he broke his arm or something yeah and, something, and he weird. Did something with the tendons <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just remember that scene when the doctor's like trying to get him to he takes the cast off and he's trying to get him to like bend his arm or whatever and he ends up like hitting him so hard in the face <laughs> breaks his nose he's like funky butt loving the kid's like did he say funky butt loving oh <laughs> uh, yeah um, Classic. Another uh, great one. Uh, I wasn't too big into it, but it was in the same category of sports kids movies. Was the Big Green, which was the soccer oh movie. Oh my gosh! Yes, the goat. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his face? Which brought Ham from Sandlot into it. Yep. Um, he I didn't does watch look it. The same. He does. Here, right? <laughs> I, I uh, didn't watch that one as much as Sandlot and the other ones. Uh, but the other one, I uh, the other sports movie. I have two more sports movies. Sorry. Oh my gosh. But, one of them is uh, is a football one, Little, little Giants. Giants. Yes, <laughs> love Little Giants. I haven't seen that in so long, so like I forget a lot. But I Young have, Devin Sawa is in it. One more sports movie that I can't believe you don't have on your, your list, or you probably do. Mm, maybe the Mighty Ducks. Oh, I have the Mighty Ducks on here. Okay. I was gonna get that was the last one I was oh, gonna okay. get to. I was saving. Okay, that Little Giants. I, I did talk about Mighty Ducks in the the when I was talking about the TV That's show. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Mighty Ducks is definitely classic. All three of them. I like all three. Third one, probably the, not the best of the yeah. three, but it's still watchable if you enjoyed like the kids growing up and if you're interested in seeing them go to a prep school, I guess. I, I don't really Just didn't really have one, Emilio in it much, yeah. but it was fine. Uh, but, okay, Little Giants, sorry. Yeah, little Giants, <laughs> man. I, I only knew Ed O'Neill from um, Married with Children that show and his little tiny character that he had in Wayne's world. But, uh, he, uh, plays the coach of the, is it the Cowboys? That's what it is. The Cowboys, the little league. I, yeah. I don't remember. And Rick Moranis is his, his brother in the movie. And they've always been fighting since they were kids. And Ed O'Neill has always been the victorious one. And he was the jock brother. And Rick Moranis was sort of the nerd brother and always got picked on. And I think they even named the, like a lot of the stuff in town after the big brother but he has his own little league team which is the cowboys and they're ruthless and they're more athletic and you know the little brother wants to you know try it and creates the little giants you know and eventually has to play against his own brother's team at the end of the movie but it's good it's like sandlot and stuff like that a bunch of these kids have all different personalities that get that you know are put together to play on this team very very mighty ducks like as well yeah the kids aren't that great at the sport they're playing but they somehow rise above that by working together and realize it's not about winning it's about having fun so there's a good lesson in that 
I haven't seen that movie in a really long time, but I remember do I did like it. Yeah, Little Rascals. Is oh, that yeah. on your list? Yes, it is actually. <laughs> uh, I got a pickle. I got a pickle. Yeah. I got a pickle. Hey, 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 hey. Yep, one of the based on the old black and white TV show. I think that was the first movie I ever saw that was the movie version of something based on a TV show. If you don't count, like, um, any of the Munster, old Munster movies that they made. Oh, yeah. Or Muppet, old Muppet movies. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, Little Rascals, that was very well done. The kids were all brilliantly casted. I did love that movie so much. (laughs) That was that was one I watched on repeat. <laughs> and then I loved when they did that uh, photo like a couple years ago or something where they all like they all came back. Yeah, yeah reunited for that the cover photo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great too. Uh, What's his face still looks the same. The um, I forget his name. The one with the hat. Spanky. Spanky. Yeah. He looks the same. Alfalfa kind of looks the same too. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> Yeah, that was a. I think that came out in the '90s. I um, think so too. So I guess we'll stick with the '90s for right had, now uh, and then move back into the '80s. What's his face in it? Um, he's in a lot. The the kid with the glasses. The the evil guy, the mean kid. Oh, the rich kid. Yeah. I don't know. Oops, the kittle rascals. Yeah, the kittle rascals. <laughs> What is his name? He was on Full House. Hmm. Blake? McIvory Wing? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I never knew his name. I don't think anybody did. (laughs) Yeah, Derek in uh, Full House. A lot of kids went through that show. Oh, he played Eugene in Hey Arnold! Oh my gosh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen Little Rascals in a long time. Um, I don't even think I have it. I think my nieces went through a phase where they watched it a lot. But I never, like, sat down and actually watched it with them. So sticking with the 90s, um, they're um, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, based on the book. They made a sequel, Homeward Bound 2, Lost... In San Francisco, I believe. I think so. Um, that was a great movie, Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey. Um, the two J. dogs. Fox yep, Michael J. Fox them? was Chance the dog, who was a, a stray that the family adopted, and gave him a chance. Hence his name, Chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had a little cat named Sassy, played oh, by Sally yeah. Field. Um, and then they had an older was, golden, golden retriever named Shadow, uh, played by Don Amachi. Don Amachi is in the the uh, Trading Places Ugh. and Coming to America. I always movie. cried at the end of Homeward Bound. It's a, it's um, I watched a lot of animal movies growing up, like you know Benji and Lassie and things like that. Milo and, and Otis, which is horrible. Milo if you think and about Otis it is now. pretty classic. Uh, I do have that movie, but I I always enjoyed that they could get these animals to, you know, basically tell a good story babe. in the movie, you know, and not talk <laughs> like Babe. Yeah, uh, Babe. And, I guess Babe does. And it's clone Gordy. Yeah. 
Uh, but well, I mean, they do talk well, in, in Homeward true, Bound. Yeah. They just don't, you know, their lips don't move yeah. or anything. It's really just their thoughts talking out loud to each other. They all have telekinesis and can talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. The voice casting was great. Michael J. Fox was perfect for. They they were all perfect for their characters, and they get lost in the woods trying to find home. They don't want to be away from their family and have to, you know, they're they're pets, so they're not used to actually surviving. But they, you know, they do. Sorry, spoiler okay. alert, they do. Poor porcupine scene always. Oh yeah, me. got him right in the <laughs> nose. Um, but yeah, very very good movie. And the second one, they kind of tried to do uh, a little bit more. They added more characters uh, or more animals, like Sinbad and other people. <laughs> Uh, they did change the voice of Shadow because I believe Don Amachi passed away before they were able to record that movie. So they got somebody else, and I couldn't, I can't remember who they got, but it was it kind of unnoticeable, kind of close, pretty close. close um, but also good, not as good as the first one, but this time they're lost in a different city, trying to you know and making friends with all these like street dogs and cats and things, and avoiding uh, dog catchers, you know. So it actually felt more like a cartoon episode of, like, Tom and Jerry or something yeah. as opposed to the first one. See, another animal one I used to love was Air Bud. That dog only had three legs. And they used CG to make him a fourth oh, really? leg. Really? I was yeah, like, oh cancer. my god, did he have three legs in the movie? He I don't remember. The dog had cancer, yeah, and he Aww. had three legs. But he was still I, able to shoot balls. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I loved it. They made, I like, mean, how many sequels oh, I was that? just thinking they went a little overboard on the Air Because they even had, like, Air, air Buddies. buddies. Yeah. yeah, and then they had the Air Buddies in space air, or something. Like, there's a like, Halloween one. Spooky yeah. Buddies or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they made as many sequels as Land Before Time did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is also on my list, Land Before Time, which was oh. something, which was a movie I forgot to mention when I was talking about underrated gems and I was talking about Titan A.E., because Don Bluth also did Land Before Time. Because oh, okay. he did American Tale and Secret of Nim, which are also on my list. But he also did Land Before Time, and I totally forgot to mention that Rips movie. Rips my heartstrings out, but it's such a great movie. I used to watch that a lot, too. It's great. It's dinosaurs. It's talking dinosaurs. Yeah. But not that. like that Disney movie called Dinosaur, which wasn't great at all. Or The Good Dinosaur. I hated that movie. I'm sorry, people out there. If you no, like the good a lot dinosaur, of did. if you like the good it's dinosaur, it's just either. I didn't. It's freaking I, sad, and then they trip out on. It's not even that. It just was not an enjoyable. <laughs> no, movie. well, the I don't the main mind sad kind movies. Of annoying. Like the animation was weird. Yeah, like the realistic background and everything, but the dinosaur itself was so cartoony looking, and yeah. it just it was weird. Couldn't get into it. No, I agree. Like, it's not my favorite movie. But no offense. If you love that movie, that's great. I just I just did. Yeah. Difference of opinion. It's fine. God, there's so many kids' movies. This episode is going to be so long. Oh, I know. Uh, Casper. <laughs> Casper. That's not on the list, but I totally forgot about that. I Another movie that. based on an old show, which was a cartoon. I know I said um, this about every movie. It's kind of morbid. I don't know how I had a life when I was a kid because I literally watched all of these movies <laughs> I all still the watch them to this but day. But yet I still, <laughs> you know, went out and played all day and then would come in and watch these movies on repeat. But yeah, Casper. Watching Casper now, yeah, there's some definite dumb things in it. Oh, for but sure. But it's still pretty enjoyable. They did a good job with the Casper character and how they made him look with the real people. I love... It's better than Casper meets Wendy. With Hilary Duff? That's who that was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, 
But I was never aware, and maybe they just made it up for the movie, but the the brothers that he had, the Stretch, Stinky, and Fatso, mm-hmm. I was never aware of those characters before that movie because they weren't, they weren't in the old cartoon. See, I don't think I ever But I guess they had to make more characters just to sell it more, maybe because was, having Casper by himself would be kind of boring. Yeah, I was first introduced to Casper from this movie. I, I didn't Never know. seen the old cartoons. Huh? Nope. Which, I thought he had a show. I think he had a show after this movie. Yeah. Or when it got yeah, popular yeah, yeah. again. I think I watched that, but. Yeah. Casper and the Friendly Ghost. then I watched Ghost. Casper Meets Wendy, but. The, there was some good jokes in it um, that I enjoyed. Like when Bill Pullman was in front of the mirror and the ghosts were messing with him and changing his face into different celebrities like Clint Eastwood yeah, and, and Mel Gibson. Rodney, and, uh, yeah, Danger, yeah Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite jokes <laughs> is because uh, it's, you know, Bill Pullman is a psychic and he wants, he's going, he's traveling across the world to see if he can make contact with his recently deceased wife. And he's with his daughter, Christina Ricci. And they find this house that's supposedly haunted in this small town, and they want to, you know, rent it or buy it or something. And I just remember the joke of um, they get to the house, maybe it's not them, but maybe the, the realtors, but you see Dan Aykroyd in his Ghostbusters gear running out of the house like he's scared and he's like who are you gonna call somebody else yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then that uh that priest that goes in he's like uh yep uh uh-huh or whatever like he says like always cracks me up Mm -hmm. so it was it was good um there was some creepy lines like uh casper's a little creepy uh it was (laughs) Like when uh, her name is Cat, yeah, the Christina yeah. Ricci's character, and she's like half asleep, and he just like leans up right next to her ear and goes, "Can I keep you?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he meant I mean, it to be sweet. Yeah, I know. As, well, as a kid, it's pretty if you innocent. Know how old Casper is? I mean, he's like makes it even creepier. <laughs> probably younger than she is. You know? Well, no, no. I mean, he's been dead for how long? Well, I know, but I mean, even when he died, I don't even. I think know he it's was... it's very innocent, but it's. <laughs> But yeah, no, I totally. And then yeah, then he, when he comes back to life, like you would never assume that that's Devin a Sawa. Yeah, you would never think that that was the same. It's the same ghost. Second kids movie with Devin Sawa. He was everywhere. Mm-hmm. But where is he Casper now? Casper just seems where's so juvenile, and then all of a sudden you see him like this teenage boy. But that house was awesome. Yeah. When I was a kid watching that, I was like, I want that house. I mean, yeah. yes, it's haunted. It's got all those uh, like it's scary. Her room. Yeah, the ceilings, like the swirly mm-hmm. ceiling, the design, the the crazy um, contraptions, like the you know that you can the chair that goes around and everything, like, the the roller coaster thing underneath, yeah. and it was so cool. All the hidden rooms and trapdoors and things. I've yeah. always wanted a house like that, but yeah, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> just buy like a really old creepy house like and just that. maybe just like go all Winchester right. on it and change it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that was cool. I totally forgot about that movie, and I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, the Witches. Oh, now, I didn't... Right that was 1990. for me. Um, the Witches was 1990. Angelica Houston. Yep. Uh, I didn't see the remake that they made um, it was not on HBO good. Max. Um, I'll watch it. I, I hear it's a little closer to the Roald Dahl book. Because mm. the, the Witches movie, Roald Dahl, actually, the author of The Witches, he also wrote 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Fantastic Mr. Fox and the BFG and all BFG, those great classic I loved, movies. I actually just he, found my original copy of BFG when I was going through some old stuff. That was one of my favorites. It was as a mine kid. too. Uh, he actually did not too. like any of the movies that were based on his stuff um, while he was alive. He absolutely hated Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I hear he hated The Witches, too, because it wasn't... He wrote Matilda, unless, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Which I, love. I can't remember when he list. passed, so I don't want to say something and be like, we was dead the whole time. How would yeah. he like it? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't really research it. Um, so that's why I was, I'm only like a little interested to see The New Witches, just because it's, it is more like the book, and that's probably why they remade it like that. But I do like the 1990 Witches. It scared me as a kid oh me too. um the effects with the talking mice were pretty good for its time yeah uh, it was almost like um what's that uh mouse in the motorcycle or oh yeah i have that movie on vhs <laughs> it, it is like... the mouse in the it motorcycle oh, okay. based on the book mouse yeah, in the motorcycle yeah, his yeah, name yeah. was ralph s mouse yeah it kind of reminds me of that kind yeah. of yeah oh that's that's classic <laughs> i'm so glad i have that tape that's that's one of my favorite most treasured tapes yeah. to have it's also extremely short, so that it's the lightest tape that I own. Yeah. <laughs> like you can lift it with like a pinky. It's so yeah. light because it's such a short movie, not a lot of film on it. So, um, yeah, The Witches. Uh, it was the still to this day the only movie serious role for Rowan Atkinson, who plays Mister Bean. Mm-hmm. And he was worked at the hotel. Yeah. So, and he talks a lot in it. You know, watching growing up watching Mr. Bean, he never talked. He just always grunted or grunted made noises. Made some kind so of. So when I actually heard his voice in The Witches, I'm like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> or in the Bean movie. <sighs> that movie. <laughs> it wasn't the worst. Oh, see, my but favorite scene is where he's like. Oh yeah, flipping everybody off because he thinks yeah. that's how you say hello. I do that's like what he drew, the... like to. Because he messed up the, what was the it, Whistler's, Whistler's, Whistler's mother. mother painting, yeah. and he drew the, the face on it with the big <laughs> yeah. nose. That was pretty funny. Um, uh, not great, but funny, I guess. And they made a sequel, which I never saw, Mr. Bean's Holiday, I think is what it was called. I never oh, saw I think I may have saw it, but I don't think it was that great. I didn't really watch his Johnny English movies, either. No. Um, off topic here. So, yeah. The Witches, yeah. yes, Sorry. based on the Roald Dahl book. Um, these witches, they love children. They love eating children. And they have this, um, like, what is it, like a gathering every year or every so often in this hotel. And I think they, it's every year. They disguise themselves to look like normal women, but really they're hideous, ugly, creepy witches. Yeah, especially the the Grand High Witch, which is Angelica Houston, who is outstanding in the role. Mm-hmm. She is so good she terrified me and the makeup they had for her with the act like what she actually looks like gave me nightmares for a long time but yeah they would turn they uh, would turn children into mice little british children (laughs) Uh, there was no cure no stayed mice yeah until a good witch comes and helps him out at the end good thing he had a great a great grandmother not a great great grandmother i just a good grandmother mm-hmm. <laughs> and that movie had a lot of cool like ideas with all the tubes that they build around the house that the <clears throat> around the house <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that uh you know he could like run around it all because they had all these cool contraptions Wasn't for the like mice. a train to yeah. or something i can't remember it was so cool yeah <laughs> um 
So there's also the worst witch, if you still want to keep with witches. It was Feruza Balk's, one of her first movies. I can't remember if that came out or Return to Oz came out first because she was in both. Worst I call it witch. like. Didn't I they ca- just remake that as a show? I don't know. I thought it was a Tim Netflix Curry is in it. show. It, it reminds me, it's like the 80s witch version of Harry Potter to me. <laughs> it's okay, like, I've never yeah. seen it. It's like a witch school or something, and she's hmm. not very good at it, but it has to learn yeah, to be Yeah, I'm pretty really sure good. they remade that okay. for kids on They Netflix. remake everything. I they know. remade Adventures in Babysitting, and I couldn't believe that. Oh, yeah, that was not good. Dove Cameron, I think. That's another great that. movie that I forgot to put on my list, the was original. Adventures in Babysitting, yeah. yeah, with Elizabeth Shue and the original Thor, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> what about Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead? See, now we're kind of getting off kids' nah, movies, <laughs> but that is definitely one of them. I mean, maybe you can do a classic uh, comedy movies of the 90s, because yeah. the 90s had some good comedies. And Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead is great. I mean, there hasn't been a movie like that, um, especially with that long of a title, cause unless you count Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. Mm-hmm. That could be the longest title for a comedy movie, I think. I'll have to look that up. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. I, never I ending have... story. Oh yeah. It ended, so it wasn't never ending. My dog um, looks like um, what's his name? Falcor. Yeah. That was the co- that was my favorite <laughs> character in all three movies. There is a third one. Um, we won't talk about that. <laughs> I don't think I saw the second one, honestly. Jonathan Brandis was the lead in the second one. I can't remember the name of the kid in the first one, but they're both. Uh, Bastion is the name of their characters. But uh, Jonathan Brandis. It's been a long time since I've seen those. From Ladybugs, which is a great movie, yeah. soccer movie. Yeah. Um, another uh, Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> that was another one I watched a lot growing up. Was Ladybugs such a weird movie? There's a lot of <laughs> wrong things in it. Yeah. Um, Neverending Story had great. Um, like prosthetics and animatronics and things like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal and stuff like that. Um, it was just, I was a big fan of the fantasy, other world with creatures, adventures. That's what kind of drew me to it. Yes, the Artax scene was very depressing and sad with Atreyu, the horse. The horse, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. Um, there are some very heartwarming moments, and even in the second one with the the giant rock monster guy, and he has a little son too, and they're running out of food to eat and stuff, and they eat rocks, which is weird because they're rocks. And, <laughs> Cannibals. Yeah, it's no not. It's deal. not about logic in these movies, but they were good, good little adventure movies, and I mean that was a cool idea to see when you're a kid that you know it kind of got kids to read books more. Same with Page Master. I mean. I didn't read a lot when I was a kid, but I saw oh, I when I saw these movies. I know you did. And when I saw <laughs> these movies, you know, it made me want to read more. Not that these things would actually happen, which would be cool, but right. it made me more interested in it. And I thought that was really smart uh, doing it that way with Never Ending Story. You know, it's a big ass book that he's reading. And when I was a kid, I'd never read a big ass book like that. But after seeing the movie, I'd kind of want to read that and get sucked up into this adventure. And then he gets into the book. He's in the story. Page Master's the same way. Yeah. So that was cool. The Never Ending Story Part Two. It's like he had to go back and and do and do things. So it really 
same with like Return to Oz, where Dorothy had to go back to Oz to to fix things that because it's not the same anymore. Something else is happening. Something bad is happening. Kind of like Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, where they need her to go back because the Queen of Hearts has taken over. And yeah. Same kind of stuff. Um, but I think Return to Oz did it best, in my opinion, because Oz is totally messed up when she goes back. I mean, <laughs> the yellow brick road is smashed into pieces. There's like this evil goblin king that rules now and turned all the characters, our beloved characters, like the Tin Man and the Scarecrow, into stone. And it's up to a much younger Dorothy, which is funny. This is a sequel and she's coming back and she is... Bruce Balk is much younger than Judy Garland was in the first one, but that doesn't matter. You know, yeah. We're not looking at that. No logic. Um, no one notices. She doesn't really have Toto anymore, but she has a chicken. She has a chicken that walks with her, and the chicken talks in Oz. Very odd. But she meets a new gang of characters that you grow to love like you loved the Scarecrow and Tin Man. We have Jack Pumpkinhead, which you would love, because uh, you're a Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> Halloween Probably. fan. He's this giant, <laughs> tall scarecrow with a giant pumpkin for a head. Yes. And he's super innocent and nice. Aww. And then there's... Um, TikTok, I believe is his name, and he's like kind of like the Tin Man. He's like this big mechanical soldier thing. Um, no, you'd, you'd get a kick out of it for sure. But it is traumatizing. There are some very messed up moments in it. <laughs> some creepy stuff. I mean, there's there's Queen Mombi. She has this you know, ability to take her own head off and put different heads on. She has a, a hall of heads. That's a creepy scene, and she wants your head, and she sleeps without a head, so she's walking around without it. Like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> In this kid's movie. <laughs> yeah. Sounds frightful, but interesting. What was on your list? What did, uh, what did you have? My next one would be the Flintstones. Like the live-action one? The live-action Flintstones. <laughs> I thought about putting the Flintstones meet the Jetsons on my list, because I remember oh, when that, that came out. That great, too, though. I have it. I still have the original VHS. It's like deteriorated, but I still have it for nostalgic yeah. reasons. But I found they, I'm still trying to find it like on regular disc or yeah, whatever because I, I have the Jetsons when that movie. Came on TV and mm-hmm. we recorded it. I think we recorded it on our VHS. You know, you can look at the Flintstone movie and say that was dumb, but I thought it was pretty creative. I thought All it the was different too, things like, that and they how created. They did things and how they yeah. took like the test and you have to chisel. And yeah, they do they... modern day things, but it's all made out of rock and twigs and stuff. Yeah. And that's pretty creative. I think that's like what I loved about it. You know, I mean, the storyline is, you know, whatever, but I thought it was great. The, the casting for the most part was okay, except for one. Betty was always the hot, the hot friend, and you know Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> Come on, wasn't your favorite choice? No, everybody else was actually pretty you spot know, on. John like Goodman was most perfect. Most people's complaint is, I think Rosie O'Donnell. She wasn't even great in it. Betty. I mean, she was, yeah. And then they had they had Holly Berry <laughs> playing a character called Sharon Stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that was actually pretty great. The B-52s, that band was in there singing a song from their soundtrack. I guess I don't remember. Yep. Like when they were at the restaurant. Oh, yeah, duh, the yeah, restaurant. The restaurant, track. the B-52s. Okay. Um, it took me a minute. I'm like, what are you talking about? But okay. Dino was great. He looked great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just a big animatronic, but he still looked awesome. Uh, it had an okay plot. The, it, the, um, 
architecture, you know, like their houses. Yeah, everything out of stone. They actually had big, expensive TVs, but it was made out of, like, rocks and diamonds and stuff. I thought that was funny. It's like, (laughs) it doesn't really, with electricity, like, they have electricity, but it, you know, they don't, we throw out the logic in this, 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 (laughs) the Stone Age, but yes, they have electricity and things like that. I mean, they have cars. Um, But I like that they recreated the opening scene from the cartoon pretty well. It looked great. The um, saber-toothed tiger and everything. Yep. And uh, (laughs) Fred getting out of work, sliding down the brontosaurus's tail, everything was... uh, Even the sound effects when they're in the car trying to, you know, get away and you hear that, you know, on the ground and stuff. Um, Yes. I I love that movie. I thought it was pretty well made and I think it's definitely in my top 20 favorite um, adaptations of old cartoons or shows into a movie. I thought they did a really good job with that. Now, the sequel, Viva Rock Vegas... That's another story. Watchable? Yes. Good? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> we're talking about bad totally. casting choices. We get Stephen Baldwin as Barney. Now, maybe they thought Stephen Baldwin's kind of an idiot, so let's make him Barney, because Barney's kind of an idiot. So then, yes, good casting, but not needed. I did no. not need a prequel. Way better Barney. Rick Moranis. Yes. Thank which you. would have been my least, like, my, the, the, the least pick that I would uh, for him at the time. But I'm glad they did. He did a good job. Right. He had the voice. Wow, Flintstones. I totally forgot to put that. You know, at the time, they wanted to make a Jetsons movie with the success of the Flintstones movie. It just never happened. Yeah. But at one point, and now when I say these names, you're going to be like, what, really? But you got to remember, back then, they were big. But George Jetson, Chevy Chase, and Jane would be... Goldie Hawn. That was one of their original choices when they were talking about it, and it just never happened. Yeah. I guess the Jetsons, although great, didn't have that popularity that the Flintstones had. Well, they did that crossover. They did, and it was great. And and the Jetsons did have a movie. It was animated. Mm -hmm. I haven't. I thought it was on HBO. They could have taken it off by now, but... Might be. I thought I saw it on there. Speaking of Rick Moranis, 1986... This is my favorite musical of all time, and Little Shop of Horrors. (laughs) Now, not necessarily a kid's movie, really, but what is the audience for it? I honestly never have seen the entire thing. It's so good. Uh, The director's cut's good with the original ending that they wouldn't show in theaters because it was too dark and twisted and people wanted the happy ending. Yeah. Um, I like the original ending. It's just, it, it got me into... I'm not saying I'm into musicals or anything, but I respected them more and started liking some of them more and took more chances on them because of this movie. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, Disney movies, you can consider them as musicals, but this one is, like, an actual one that's like has, like, a stage production version and things like that. I think there's a big difference between Disney movies and musicals because, like you said, there's, like, a big stage production for actual musicals. There's a stage production of Lion King and Beauty of the Beast. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a thin line. I know, uh, but I meant the animated yeah, ones. Yeah, uh, but Little Shop really got me into it. Um, but we won't have to really talk about this one because it's not really a kid's movie, but I just wanted to mention that. I Well, I have another one of his movies that I used to watch also a ton as a kid was Honey, I Shrunk the Honey, Kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yep. I... They made two sequels to that. They had a TV show. Yep. Uh, I think I've watched them all. And the um, show? And the show, I'm pretty sure. Which wasn't uh, Rick Moranis. It was Peter Scolari, who was the uh, other bosom buddy in Bosom Buddies, Tom Hanks' TV show he came from. 
<laughs> I know, a lot of weird I information. Remember. I don't know, but I feel uh, like I did watch the, <laughs> the show when I was a kid, especially if it was on the Disney Channel, because it's a mm-hmm. Disney movie, right? Yeah, it's a Disney yeah. movie. Um, and I, yeah, I, I always loved the second one, too, and the kid, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carrying around his giant <laughs> rabbit. Uh, yeah. Giant rabbit stuffed animal. Like, Not as good oh. as the first one. The first one is still classic, because, I mean, yeah, the, it looked good. Mm-hmm. There's a cool yeah, idea. The the, ants, the, the, the the danger from the um, lawnmower scene, riding on the bee, yeah. getting stuck in the flower. The, uh, and they slept in that giant Lego. They should, yep, they ate uh, it was oatmeal cream pie. Yep. When I was a kid, I was like, I want a giant oatmeal yeah. cream pie. That'd be the greatest thing ever. Almost got eight. A spoonful of cereal. Yep, fighting the scorpion, and the ant comes that. and saves yeah. the day, yeah. but then gets stabbed. Aww. But he lives. You know. I know. No, it was really cool. Um, I wanted to say one of the best call shrinking. Anthony, but I know <laughs> one of the best shrinking movies ever until Ant Man. Yeah, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I loved this movie. Yeah, 1989 is when Honey I Shrunk the Kids came out. Yeah, but it, it felt was... more like a 90s movie. Right? Really? It was mm-hmm. the 80s? I guess. See, I never realized I because I always watched it in the 90s, but. And the third one was uh, straight to video. It wasn't even in theaters. That, Honey, we shrunk sure, ourselves. Yes, that's so, it. I was like trying to think of what the third one was, but yeah, they have the party and then they yeah. have the party. Yeah, okay. but it, it still starred Rick Moranis as the dad, but everybody else was recasted. Different kids. Yeah, I remember that. Watchable too. Definitely. The weakest of the three, but still watchable for right. sure. Could yeah. have been worse. Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else I got here. Um, there's the classics that I've talked about before, but I won't get into because I've already talked about them, and that's Karate Kid from 1984, Back to the Future from 1985. Um, another one of my favorites was Inner Space, came out in 1987. That's a Joe Dante movie who also did Gremlins, which I love Gremlins. I loved Gremlins. You could consider that a kid's movie, but that's another one of those PG I movies a, that's... I was afraid of yeah, Gremlins. That's but... a PG movie that is questionable. And not just because the gremlins themselves are kind of terrifying, but it was just the violence in it and that super depressing, awkward speech that Phoebe Cates did that told um, the main character about Santa not being real. And, like, her father getting stuck <laughs> in the oh, chimney. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, while that, she's, like, working that in the monologue, bar. In the that monologue, yeah. that was a weird scene and just <laughs> yeah. kind of felt unneeded in that movie that took me completely out of the movie awkward (laughs) um so if you're going to school about for acting and you want to learn monologues don't do that one Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh yeah so i'm not gonna really talk about those big ones um because everybody knows all about them um ghostbusters and gremlins and things like that but they were a lot of movies that i watched as a kid the goonies was a huge one of my childhood 1985 mine too i love the goonies i still watch it to this day it's you know it's quotable um andy you goonie um <laughs> a lot of great actors came from that josh brolin as the older brother is thanos i mean he had a crazy career after the goonies sean astin went on to lord of the rings mm-hmm. um he's still around Corey yeah. feldman he's He's doing what he can. Yeah, he's, um, he's got his band. He does have his band. It's not my kind of thing, but good for him. Um, oh, something in the Angels I, or something. I can't make fun. I'm a big Feldman fan. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, 
you don't see Carrie Green much. She was the girl that played Andy. Uh, Martha Plimpton played the other girl. I can't remember her name with the glasses. Okay. Um, she did a few things here and there. Uh, Data um, was also in Indiana Jones and the Last uh, Crusade. Yeah. He hasn't done a whole lot. Um, Jeff Cohen, I think he he plays uh, Chunk, who and he's not fat anymore. Uh, the I believe. Shuffle. I believe he works like a. Uh, in corporate Hollywood now, he's not really okay. an actor anymore. But they do get together for reunions and things. If if anybody out there likes commentary on on movies, The Goonies commentary is one of my favorites because um, it's the entire kid cast grown up and they're all together uh, talking okay. about the movie, including the director. I don't Rich. really watch commentary, but this one's I worth it because it, it does a picture in picture. It it goes back and forth because it actually shows them in the studio oh, okay. with their headphones on, talking and making fun of each other and things like that. It's great because if you know the movie, why not watch it with this on? Because it's something extra, and yeah. you learn about things that you didn't know about the movie itself. There's a difference in commentaries when you listen to just the cast talking as opposed to the people who wrote and created the movie. That's interesting to me, too, especially like movies like Evil Dead. And I want to hear Sam Raimi talk about how he created that effect. It is fascinating. But when you have the actors, like in The Goonies, it's fun. It's really fun because you you grew up with these kids and now you're their age or close and they're like reminiscing about it. Yeah. And it just, it it's great. But they also brought Richard Donner, the director, to be on the commentary as well. And he's hilarious on the commentary. But sadly, we did lose him a few days ago. Mm. He passed away. He was 91 years That's old. Sad. Richard Donner is, has a great resume of movies, including The Goonies. But he also did the first two Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. All four Lethal Weapon movies, which I love. And The Omen. The original The Omen. <laughs> Interesting resume. Yeah. Um, he will be missed, uh, but you know, ninety-one years old. I think he did. I think he lived a pretty good life. Right. Exactly. I don't know him personally, so I don't know how it was like right. the last few years. But as far as movies and respect, miss you. Yeah. See, I always see these memes of um, like Sean Astin from uh, in the Strangers. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yes. I don't know. Why I said the Strangers. Uh, Stranger Things, and they're like, oh, I, I knew him from uh, Lord of the Rings. I'm like, oh, that's cute. He's, a, <laughs> he's actually from the Goonies. <laughs> uh, I so remember. That makes I, me feel old. <laughs> uh, I know him from Encino Man. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't seen that movie forever. <laughs> he's in that? I guess I don't remember. Yeah. He's the main star. 50 first date. He's the one that, you know, uncovers Brendan Fraser buried in his. Oh, in, yeah, the, in the duh. pool that he's Hello. trying to create. Yeah. I, I totally forgot about that. And Pauly Shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a couple of uh, fantasy-based movies that I still watch to this day that I loved uh, growing up watching that I'm going to talk a little bit about. Uh, the Last Unicorn, 1982. Cartoon? Now, yeah. Uh, now, when you look at the one of the DVD cases to it, you're going to think it's the girliest looking movie ever because it is about a unicorn, the last one, and uh, has magic and sorcery and things like that in it. But when you actually watch it, it's another one of those traumatizing, dark oh, movies. I've never seen um, it. I know what you're talking about, but it's I've never fantastic. Seen it. It's got music by the band America. They have a great soundtrack for that. Um, 
good voice cast, but it's, it, like I said, it's traumatizing, hand-drawn animation. Uh, I just wanted to mention it, but I recommend looking into that. I don't want to give anything away. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to talk about my all-time favorite fantasy movie of all time. Now, Princess Bride is great. Oh, That's that not my favorite, but it is great. The Lord of the Rings movies are great. They're not my favorite, but they're great. The My absolute favorite fantasy medieval times, you know, one of those kind of movies. 1988, Willow. Oh, Warwick mm-hmm. Davis, Val Kilmer, never seen it. as Mad Mardigan, the greatest swordsman who ever lived. That's yeah. what he says in the movie. You have never seen Willow? No, you even gave me a copy oh of it. Oh my god. That's it. the next movie we're going to watch. <laughs> Seriously, you need to see this movie. It's so great. Now, I I made others watch it, and because I overhyped it, they were just like, hey, it was okay. I like Lord of the Rings better. That's fine. You can like Lord of the Rings better. I just like this one better, because I did watch this as a kid. It just it blew my mind. The effects, everything about it. I, I believe, It's a Ron Howard movie, I believe. So, oh, okay. And produced by George Lucas. Oh, okay. Val Kilmer is so great in it. Uh, it, it introduced me to Warwick Davis. I didn't find out until later that he played e- an Ewok in Star Wars and you know he's also in the Harry Potter movies mm-hmm. and things I mean he's been everywhere yeah but Willow was his movie where it showed his true acting abilities he is the lead he talks he does action everything he's front and center he's not hiding in a costume he play the leprechaun he is the leprechaun okay. in all I didn't five... want to like just assume but I, I thought I saw six, like a picture of him in yeah, all his characters. Six leprechaun movies. Okay. There's six of them with him. And then okay. they continued after him, but okay. there's somebody else. Um, no, Willow is so good. Uh, action, adventure, comedy. Val Kilmer is perfect as this hero. Because at first he's a total prick and an asshole to willow and all of his village people and doesn't even want any responsibility i mean willow finds him rotting to death in a cage you know and decide and the plot of the movie is that willow in his little village um they find this baby floating in the river and the baby i believe is the next uh heir to the throne of the main castle of the land the princess basically and this evil witch wants the land and she wants that baby dead so she sends her armies to retrieve that baby and bring her back and meanwhile willow he doesn't want to just get rid of the baby the whole village says you need to get rid of that baby you know we don't want that here and he's like you know he's i want to take care of it and 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 well maybe I'll, i'll go on a journey to take it into town and find a normal human to take care of her and you know they go on this trek and they come across val kilmer who was a a soldier and he's in a cage and they let him go and he tried to convince him to take the kid and willow doesn't really seem he doesn't think that he he's good enough for that kid because he's not a good person at first but they're forced to be together and they go on this adventure together to find out more about the baby it's it's great and there's giant monsters and character all these different types yeah. of creatures and things it's cool i know this is one that you've recommended for years yeah. maybe i oversold it i mean i just i, I we ended up watching stardust instead which isn't related but i mean it's i like that movie too but um, not a kid's movie but it's yeah. all it's probably my it's definitely in my top 10 fantasy movies for yeah. sure 
so I just think I've just never watched it. Or maybe we tried watching it, maybe I fell asleep, I don't remember. Worth the watch. Another great uh, fantasy movie, which not a lot of people have seen, but it is classic. It's called Legend. It came in 1985. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Tim Curry, and Mia Sarah. She was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So those are the only two movies I've seen her in. <laughs> um, directed by Ridley Scott. And uh, it's pretty great uh, fantasy movie. Way different than, because he did Alien, didn't he? Yeah. Ridley <laughs> Scott has a very interesting resume. I'll tell you who has the most interesting resume that I've seen is Bob Clark. Bob Clark no longer is with us, but Bob Clark, when you look at his list of movies, it's like, this is the same guy. Like he, <laughs> Bob Clark is most famously known for directing A Christmas Story with uh, Ralphie okay. and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he also did the original Black Christmas in the 70s. He also did the raunchy teen comedy Porky's in the early 80s. <laughs> And he also did a, a zombie movie called Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. Never so yeah, he has an interesting resume. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I hundred uh, percent recommend Willow. Uh, definitely check that out. There's so many of these movies that you could talk about, but this episode is just going to last forever. So oh, I mean, I'm no. not even going to talk about. But American Tale is on my list with Fievel. That movie made me cry when I was a kid. Kind of sheds the tears even a little now. Yeah. Just being lost from your family and singing about it. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> and the animation is really good. It's like Secret of Nim. Secret of Nim. Uh, same same director. Also really great. Good animation. Um, I'm just quickly running through my list here. E.T. I mean, it's a classic. 1982. I was kind of scared of E.T. when I was a kid when I first saw that thing. Oh, he is kind of creepy looking. I was a little terrified, but I still loved him at the same time. I didn't appreciate E.T. when I was a kid as much as I do now as it being a cult classic because I actually liked the ripoff better, Mac and Me. <laughs> it came out in 1988. <laughs> yeah. It was exactly E.T., just different looking alien. Yeah. Um, but everybody rips off everybody. I mean, you right. know, Jaws came out in the 70s, and how many shark movies are there right now? Oh, gosh. Um the let's see here i uh, I have the adams family adams family is great i don't know if it's a kids movie though Uh, i would say preteens pg-13 i don't know my nieces and nephews watched it i guess it's just it i watched it when i was a kid both of them but see when i would go into a video store i wouldn't see that movie in the family section i'd see it in the comedy section Mm. either way i did grow up watching that one (laughs) too that's uh Barry Sonnenfeld or Levinson, there's... I can't remember the director, but he's the same guy that did Men in Black. Oh, okay. Um, that is another great movie, like Little Rascals and like The Flintstones, based on an old TV show that did a really good job, even though they did tweak the tone of it a little bit. Right. It's not exactly like the old uh, black and white show, but the casting was perfect. Oh, yeah. Raul Julia was amazing as gomez even though he was different than john astin as gomez in the original show right angelica Angelica houston Houston. was perfect christina Christina, ricci was ungodly perfect as wednesday uh even the kid that played pugsley christopher lloyd was the biggest surprise because before that i just knew him as doc from back to the future but playing uncle fester that was completely different for him and he nailed it isn't christopher lloyd in uh 
Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It is. Isn't he the creepy The villain? Guy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's really good in that, too. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd is, he's a legend. He is a national treasure, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> I think he's in that movie, Nobody, which I haven't seen yet. Oh, my brother just that. bought that, so it's on Voodoo, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to check that out. But, uh, yeah, I forgot. Adam's Family is, is, is great. Um, that's another one of those where it's like, I want their house. Oh, yeah. The trap doors. Definitely. And, the and I thing, love the, the kooky old grandma. She kind of reminds me <laughs> of the lady from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, the the witch. The witch. I don't um, know. She kind of reminds me of, like that weird, crazy hair and like. <laughs> what was her name in Robin Hood Men? Because but... Trace, uh, uh, comedian Tracy Ullman played her. Um, but I loved Robin Hood Men in Tights. Even though that's not technically. Oh, that movie is so dirty, but it's yeah, it's but so great. Yeah, but I watched great. that as a kid. Uh, um. Um. Let's see. <laughs> Sorry, awkward Broom silent Hildy. moments. Is that her? No, that's not her, is it? No, uh, Latrine. Latrine. Okay, so I remember the scene where she's like, <laughs> where um, what was it King? Whoever the king was, but it was Jerry Lewis that was playing the the or not Jerry Lewis, Richard Lewis. Um, Richard Lewis sorry, Prince John. Yeah, so he was talking to her, and uh, she's you know Latrine, such an interesting name, and he, she's like, yeah, I changed it to Latrine. Like, what what made you change it to Latrine? She's like, used to be shit house. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's Mel Brooks's humor. He's just. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. It's movie. satirical, it's a parody, but also blunt, and I that's why I love his movies, Spaceballs as well. Uh Robin Hood Men and Tights, it's uh, it's a classic. We'll have to definitely <laughs> yeah. mention talk about Robin Hood Men and Tights in another episode. Yes, it's, for it's sure. Great. <laughs> um I also have um a movie called Lucas. Came out nineteen eighty six. Uh I related to it because it's about a dorky kid that Everybody picks on, and he tries to find his way in school. Little Corey Haim played him, and it's got Winona oh, Ryder. I've never seen that. It has Carrie Green from Goonies. Uh, Jeremy Piven pops up in there. Charlie Sheen pops up oh, wow. in there as a high school jock. Yeah, and <laughs> you know he's just he's a he's a kid that's into collecting bugs and stuff like that, and he falls in love with this girl who moves into town, Carrie Green, but she you know catches the eye of charlie sheen who plays like the quarterback of the football team so and little lucas is all jealous and stuff so they just can only really be friends it's a little it's a good heartwarming story Mm -hmm. it's fun to go back and see these actors yeah it sounds interesting i'll definitely watch that for sure which you said lucas but i have a jack with Robin Williams? Robin Williams. That movie's sad. Yeah, I know, but it's so good, too. And... and it's also sad just to think of Robin Williams' movies right now, even though I opened with Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, but it... I know. But... I don't know. I, I don't think I enjoyed Jack as much as his other stuff. Oh, see, um, I, I liked like it. Like Mrs. Doubtfire, I still think it's better. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's no comparison, but... Flubber was okay. Uh, yeah... <laughs> Was, Hook. Hook weird. is also Hook is on good. my list here. Yeah, Robin right. Williams was a national treasure, and he made some very good movies. He made some pretty dumb movies, but he made some good movies too. Um, some some messed up movies like that uh, Father of the Year. 
Yeah. Oh, God, we don't have to <laughs> One talk hour about photo. that. One-hour photo. But, no, uh, Jack and Hook, I, I used to watch those a lot. Mm-hmm. I still watch Hook. I do like, uh, I mean, and that's the thing. I'm not a bit. I'm not big into Peter Pan. Like, I'm not big into that Disney movie. I think it's one movie. of the better ones. And Hook, yeah, the version of that is is probably my favorite. Yeah, I like and they've how they made, did the story and tied it together and into they, Wendy and yeah. And ever since Hook, they've made so many different uh, versions of the Peter Pan Captain Hook story. I mean, they had one called Peter Pan. Just Pan. With, yeah, the one just. Yeah, Pan, and it, <laughs> none of them were good. Yeah, no. They, they never matched Hook. Pan wasn't the worst, and uh, Return to Neverland, was it called Return to Neverland, or no? Um, there was one about the author of Peter Pan, Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland, Johnny that's Depp. what I was thinking. That's not terrible, but I don't but, count yeah, that one. Yeah. It's like Christopher Robin. But no, I, I think Hook one. is definitely one of the better Peter Pan movies because it's just different. They did the storyline good. And Julia Roberts think, as Tinkerbell is great. You wouldn't think Robin Williams would be a good Peter Pan, but he does. But he, is, <laughs> he makes yeah. a great Peter Pan. He Dustin is. Hoffman makes an amazing Captain Hook. Yeah, no, it's great. Almost unrecognizable. Um, and they, yeah, they did a really good job. Rufio, Rufio. Yeah. Um. So there was another kid actor. We we talked about um, Macaulay Culkin being a famous kid actor from from long ago. But there was another one that I grew up with. Uh, maybe you haven't, but Fred Savage. He was oh, in everything. Definitely. He broke out uh, in this very popular show called The Wonder Years, which I hear they're remaking. Um, but he was a little too smart <laughs> to See, be this kid actor. I grew to be up with his to, brother. To be uh, Boy Meets World. Oh, Ben. Now, Ben does pop in a few of Fred's movies. Like, um, so Little, Little Monsters, Monsters is on my list. <laughs> uh, Little Ben is also mm-hmm. in it, and but it stars Fred. Now, this is another one of those where it's like, is it a kid's movie? Right. That There's has Howie some... Mandel in it, right? Yeah, Howie Mandel um, yeah. plays the, the monster, the main monster, Maurice. This movie I call the original Monsters, Inc. It's very similar to Disney's Monsters, Inc. Um, Fred Savage and dad Daniel Stern and mom and little brother Ben Savage. <laughs> he was so uh, cute. They, they move into a new house, <laughs> new neighborhood. And the little brother can't sleep at night because he thinks he sees monsters every night. He's screaming and Fred doesn't believe him. He's older, doesn't believe in monsters. And so little brother makes a bet with him and says... Let's switch rooms. If you don't see one, then um, I won't mess with you know. I won't say anything anymore. And I think Fred does see something, but it it kind of irritates him. He wants to catch it, so he comes up with all these ways to like um, catch the monster in the act. Because um, yes, there is a monster. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, but he is <laughs> smart. He's a lot like he's a lot like Kevin in Home Alone. He's smart with this with creating these traps and things like he rigs a way to because the monster comes out from under his bed not the closet and that's where the monster escapes to is back under the bed uh so he rigs a way where the bed as soon as the monster gets out the bed will like collapse and fall to the floor and he can't escape (laughs) you know the bedroom and he meets Maurice, and they become best friends. And then Maurice shows him that under the bed is a whole monster world. There's a whole world underneath the beds, and that's where the monsters are. And every night the monsters 
you know, would go and scare kids. Now in Monsters, Inc., that's their job. They need to collect the screams to, you know, power their way of life. But in this one, the monsters do it for fun. They have these missions to go scare these random kids, but they do it for fun. It's not for their living or anything. Yeah. They, they, they stay down there because no one believes in monsters except for the kids, and no one believes the kids. And they, they cause pranks. They go up there and do pranks, and then the kids the next day get blamed for it. <laughs> you know, it's pretty great. But it does have some weird moments in it that somehow made it uh, into this PG movie. Uh I think the grossest part was when they there's a bully character that picks on Fred and Ben and Fred and Maurice go into that kid's room and they mess with his school lunch. They replace his tuna sandwich with with cat food. <laughs> and then Maurice drinks all the apple juice and then pisses in it. Oh gross. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, classic movie though. It is a little weird. There's some weird moments in it, and uh, oh, the villain of the movie is pretty traumatizing as well. Um, but I like it. Another movie that Fred did same year, 1989, uh, which you could just say is a glorified commercial for Nintendo. It's called The Wizard. It's all Nintendo stuff, which hmm. of course, when you're a kid, that's the, the yeah, greatest I've thing never to heard see. Of that. Uh, watching it now. It's not a good movie, but the Nintendo stuff in it was great. And, you know, Fred Savage has another little brother. No, it's not Ben, but he's getting taken away uh, to live with uh, another family. And they go on a big road trip because the little boy wants to go to California. That's like the only words he says in the movie is California. And uh, they go on this big road trip and they need money to, to make it there. So they find out this little kid is like a genius at playing video games and he's getting all these high scores and they're going around the States conning people and having Fred them... Savage is the kid. No, the little the brother, little brother? Is, the, oh, okay. is the video game person and they join this big video game tournament and which was actually the very first time anybody has seen the game super mario brothers 3 because that was the first the game that they played to decide who the winners were but before that movie no one saw any footage of any of it anywhere nice so that movie was the commercial for super mario brothers 3 basically interesting stuff not a great movie but worth the watch (laughs) for different things christian slater is in it but any any kind of movie that has like video game stuff in it, I was all about. Even Tron from nineteen eighty two was big into that movie. See, I don't think I ever saw that one. I saw the new Tron. You might not like it. Now, not people really like it. One. It's pretty slow, but it was evolutionary at its yeah. time. How long we've we been going? Oh my gosh, an hour, almost an hour and forty, which oh, is not our longest. We probably wrap it up soon because no. I think I'm. There's one more. Well, I mean, I have like tons more, but like. <laughs> I know. Could talk about kids' movies I know. forever. Just, just a few mentions. I got some Fern Gully on here. Beethoven, Jungle to Jungle, Sister. Fern Act, Gully, The Last Rainforest. Matilda. Yeah. I love Matilda. I didn't get into Matilda. I still I'm sorry. Can watch just... that movie to this day. Um, but uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. First movie. Yep, 1990. The trilogy. Um, First I know, two, obviously, are the best. But I know a lot of people now, you know, they don't like the newer Turtle movies. Um, not, I didn't think they were horrible. 
because they weren't dudes in rubber suits. And the faces were a little weird, but... Yeah, but, you know, dudes in rubber suits, I mean, it looked cool. In the 90s, it was cool. Um, But they couldn't really do a lot of the stunt work that the CGI motion capture ones could do. Right, and their version of the monsters were better than the 90s... Yeah, at least in this new, in the newer ones, like called? Out of the Shadows, no matter what you think of the movie, at least it still had Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, it didn't have yeah. Toka and Razor. I mean, who the yeah, hell are those guys? <laughs> yeah. Who are those guys? And if they could make their costumes look great, which their costumes look great, why couldn't they have Bebop and Rocksteady? Right. But whatever. I mean, it, it already came out. It, but it was still good for its time. I mean, Splinter was great looking. Shredder was mm-hmm. great looking. He was scary. He wasn't the bumbling fool in the cartoon April. series. April was the typical woman April in distress. In the second one, isn't yeah, it? different actress. Um, but same one in the third from the second. second yeah. Third yep. Same, and Casey Jones. Uh, I love that actor that yeah. played him in the first movie. And then he was he wasn't in the second movie, but he they brought him the back third. for the third one. Yeah. The third one's my least favorite. I think that it's everybody's dumb. least favorite. <laughs> I loved the kid um, in that movie. Corey Feldman played the voice of Donatello. Uh, mm-hmm. in the first movie not the second movie but came back for the third movie it seems like everybody skipped out on the second movie and came back for the third yeah bad decision they should have yeah. came back for the second movie <laughs> interesting thing about turtles though is uh in the first movie it was great uh it is for kids but they do swear like i said it was one of the first movies i saw in theaters where i heard a cartoon character swear i never would a- imagine hearing Raphael saying damn um <laughs> yeah. sigh. damn mm-hmm. um which was awesome but it was pretty violent um not like nobody dies or anything i mean we all thought shredder died at the end but um it was pretty violent and or violent involving ninjas and fighting and weapons and the turtles had weapons and they were using their weapons and i guess when that movie came out which was a success some people complained to the company that they didn't like their kids watching these movies where these turtles are using weapons and being violent. So rewatch the but second yet, movie. The kids stealing a bunch of crap and the gangs. That they, the... they were bad, but they were bad people. <laughs> if they were shown as good people, then they'd get complaints for oh, that. Okay. I remember we mentioned that Sam Rockwell's Sam first Rockwell, movie yeah. is in there. And he's <laughs> yeah. giving kids cigarettes. Um, oh, so funny. Because he was a I bad kid. I didn't notice until I was watching them recently. And then I was like, oh, I had to rewind. I'm like, oh my God, is that Sam Rockwell? Because, you know, as a kid, you don't really know who he is. Um, but. But if you rewatch the second movie, so they had a lot of complaints for the violence and the um, weapon use in the first movie. Rewatch the second Turtles movie. They have their weapons on their shells. Never use them once. Really? I Never guess I use didn't them. Notice. They use other things. Like they're in that toy store or whatever oh, and they're they using meats yeah. and they're using all these other huh. different things they never use their weapons they're How just there for decoration that before? that's crazy because you're not supposed to notice I that know. stuff i noticed that you're stuff right. that's what that's i'm what here I got, for yes, I, was gonna say, I got you for that <laughs> but i did like the second one because i like super shredder wwe superstar kevin nash played super shredder at the end of uh turtles 2 big super ripped shredder <laughs> yeah. who died in the whole, most uh-huh. stupidest way i mean he just wanted to i wanted to see that battle i wanted to see super shredder fight these turtles and he just was too big and pushing wood beams out of the way that it ended up killing him and crushed him come on yeah weak <laughs> <laughs> um 
I wanted to mention I we were talking I was talking a little bit about the rating system and about PG and PG thirteen and stuff like that and it was it's just interesting to go back and look and see things like this like uh, the R rating you know you you look at to get an R rating you would think you would need gore or nudity or like a lot of swearing you can get an R rating for saying fuck more than once. You only get one time to say it, and it can't mean fortication, and your movie can still be PG-13. That's why but uh, if you Scott say, Pilgrim only, uh, he said, he didn't say fuck, but he said something else, and that's why Aubrey, <laughs> Aubrey Plaza was beeped mm-hmm. out the rest of the movie. The 1990 classic movie Crybaby, Johnny Depp. They, Please, Mr. J. I love that movie. Yeah. They made fun <laughs> of that. Movie. John Waters, the director, very funny guy. He kind of made fun of that because he talks about it. It was the scene where they were trying to get Wanda out of prison or whatever, and they're in the courtroom. And he knew that you could only say it once and still have a PG-13 movie. And he felt, you know, you don't really need that word in the movie, but he put it in there. And they were like, can Wanda go the fuck home? Or something like that. And that was really funny. (laughs) But he was able to still keep that PG-13 ready because they never said it after that. Yeah. But that's like why movies like The King's Speech was rated R. It was just one scene where he's trying to talk, but he ends up swearing a whole bunch for like a minute straight. And that specific <laughs> scene is the R rating. Everything else is total PG-13 stuff. Yeah. It's interesting, you know? That's why it's weird to go back and see that Jaws was rated PG. I mean, yeah. you see that shark eat people in that movie. Yeah. Or 16 Candles being rated PG and how dirty that movie is. Weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm uh, I'm about out on my kids' movies right now. I mean, there's probably plenty more, but I can't... I mean, I have a ton. can't really think. But, you know... But I think we've uh, we covered uh, quite a bit. Quite a bit. I mean, there's a Iron couple... Iron Giant. Iron Giant. God, I love that movie. I still doesn't. love it if to this day. If you don't love the Iron Giant and you doesn't pull your heartstrings by the end of the movie, then you don't have a soul. <laughs> that movie is you make so that good. claim on a lot of movies. I know. Um, it's one just I didn't. True. One I didn't talk about was uh, called Explorers. Came out in 1985, which I really like. I still watch to this day. Um, it's about some kids that hang out um, that are all into like sci-fi and stuff these three kids and one of them's little ethan hawk one of his first movies and another one is a little river phoenix one of his first movies (laughs) and they actually using regular normal things out of the garage or kitchen actually create a working spaceship and they go to space Hmm. it's a good little adventure movie yeah never heard of it um yeah that's that's about it I think so, too. I mean, I have a bunch of, like, Disney original films, but I know you haven't seen a lot of those. You know, like Halloween Town, Under Wraps, Xenon. I've seen Under Wraps. The yeah. Mommy one? Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Don't but a lot of these were after my time, so I saw them later, but I still enjoyed them. Oh, yeah. I, I, they were, like, I think they were released, like, every Friday or something, and I would make sure that I was at my grandma's house because I didn't have cable when I was a kid, so I would have to watch these at my grandma's. Because we, we were different when we were kids. A lot of my friends, I have kids now, they're keeping them pretty innocent and safe with what they show them uh, for, I would let my kids for watch movies. Whatever. I'd be like, eh, whatever. Um, 
but we were different. You know, I, I grew up on a lot of horror movies. I remember seeing Evil Dead 2 when I was like seven, you know, and did I get nightmares and cry? Yeah, but I still was able to watch them. Right. Um, I mean, I saw The Ring, which I know, you know, isn't that scary, but kind of when you're 11. You know, I worked at a movie theater when I The Ring came out. I and was 11. My dad took me to the theaters. Everybody was really scared of that movie. Yeah. I didn't, it, it, like, like, you know, saying before with horror movies being subjective and divisive i mean yeah if you it's i, un, I understand Hellraiser, completely i think when i was six like i i, I get it was not censored <laughs> at what i watched when i was a kid like my parents didn't care and i don't think i'm any i glanced different at, because i watched you know r-rated movies i glanced at silence of the lambs when i was young that scared me a lot i mean we'll we'll get into the horror stuff later yeah but there are a lot of movies that definitely traumatize me more as a kid oh, but you know you watch critters. it now as an adult it's not that bad oh, like anymore critters. i don't know what it was. i love critters but when i was a kid those fuzzy little things oh, that would yeah. like roll around under your bed and stuff yeah. and then like eat you like that Shoot. was like porcupine yeah, stingers and stuff. Freaky yeah. to me, man. Critters. Oh, that, I have the critters box set. The second set, one, especially, know? was the first one I've ever seen. And you know, my brother was watching, and I just happened <laughs> to catch some of it. And then when they were like eating that dog, like, mm. nope. You know, you're not the coolest in your neighborhood if you don't own the critters box set. And I do. I am the coolest. I guess I'm there not are cool. four critters movies, original critters movies. There is a new critters couple movies. new critters movies that I came out recently it. on Sci Fi like Channel, female which is fine. Um, it was on. It was a Sci Fi original. No, it's, still, it it's critters. It wasn't that. Right. Um, well, neither were the other. But it movies, has the but, original um, lady. I'm pretty sure. Uh, D. Wallace. Yeah, she yeah. was the mom in the first one, who I met in real life. She is the one of the nicest people. Yeah. She's so <laughs> lovable and loves talking about movies. Yeah. Um, actually, I the signed picture I got from D. Wallace was her and the the kid from Critters. So it's a okay. Critters photo, yeah. um, and that kid who I can't remember his name. He 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 grew up. He he's on the Orville, and he plays the voice of. Uh, steve on american dad okay that's funny i didn't know um, that i love american dad no i love critters uh critters the 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 puppets of the critters themselves uh were made created by the kyoto brothers and those guys names are pretty famous not only for creating the puppets for the ever so amazing hilarious team america world police but they also directed and created killer clowns from outer space which i love which i have never love seen for movie. obvious reasons i tell people that have a fear of clowns if you can make it through killer clowns because killer clowns is not like the clown from stephen king's it it's not they are i mean yes in on the page they are from a planet where they all look like clowns they are aliens and they do want to eat humans so yes from that standpoint they are scary but <laughs> nope, they don't look very scary <laughs> um they don't look like the typical real life looking clowns that really exist these are yeah. creature clowns it's a little different but i can't really i can't argue because i'm not afraid of clowns my mother-in-law she so. always she's like i recorded killer clowns from outer space you want to watch it but no. i feel like if you can sit through that whole movie and not be scared by it and get through it 
you're on that first step to recovery of your fear honestly i've came a long way from years ago like i'm not as afraid of clowns because i mean i can get through it and it chapter two like fine i mean there is some is more terrifying and and there is some creepy parts and i'm like oh no 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 but i can still watch it and these clowns actually do more clown things than it does i mean they Mm -hmm. do you know they make balloon animals and things and do magic tricks for people and stuff and drive around in a car car where it fits like 20 of them in there yeah some people are like, well, you can watch uh, Devil's Rejects and... Hey, Captain Spaulding? But Captain Spaulding, he's not he's a clown. really... I know, but he's not really, like, as clownish as... He's more clownish in House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Like, yeah, in the beginning. That's true. I don't know. It's it's a great movie. It's, uh, in my opinion... It, it's stupid. I will try. It is a stupid okay. movie. I mean, it's an homage to the 50s and 60s B-movies. But, Okay. All right, I'm gonna hold it's you. Back. I got it on quick. Blu-ray. Yeah. I got it on Blu-ray. So it's, com- we'll... it's coming up quick. I know, and I can't wait to have some horror episodes. My Halloween so. decorations are going up in September. Mine are already up. Well, I'm I got, just kidding. I got Bobby out. My six-foot skeleton or five-foot <laughs> skeleton. He's sitting in there, right behind us. Oh yeah, I do want to go see F9. <laughs> so maybe I'll talk about that. So. Sorry, it's it's F nine the Fast Saga. Yeah, that is the wh- full title whatever. for the movie. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> we got a little. I don't know. Track. They never know what the titles are because I, as I was rewatching all the rest of them a couple of weeks I mean, ago, they got weird fucking names. Well, there's there the it says on the case Fast and Furious or Fast and the Furious Six, the number six. So that's the title on the case and on the disc itself. But when I actually watched the movie and the title came up on the screen, it said Furious 6. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? I don't know. They just, I don't know. They couldn't think of what they wanted to call it. One producer said, I like this. Another producer said, I like this. Let's do both. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we got We We'll have more kids movie episodes for sure because another one we didn't mention which i didn't grow up on i just started only really watching and collecting and appreciating them now as an adult and that's studio ghibli movies um even we though they, they are episode on those yeah even though they have been around for forever i mean the great uh, movies my favorite which i think is their first one was 1986 which was castle in the sky that's my favorite one out of all of them um but i, like, I do like a lot of them but that one i don't know for some reason i, I really like Spirited more than Away others and howl's moving castle mm-hmm. which favorites. is based on a book if you didn't know I did howl's not moving castle know that. Yeah. i should read it because i do love that movie so coming soon we will be doing a book adaptation episode mm-hmm. that we'll be working on we do have a Nicholas Cage episode that I'm very excited to talk Raging about as well. Cajun Day. Uh, all Nick Cage movies. So if you're a fan of him, uh, uh, definitely hopefully within listen. the next few weeks. He's got a lot of stuff that I gotta check out that I haven't seen, um, but I'm very excited to watch because <laughs> it's Nick Cage. He's amazing. Yeah, cheesy or not, over the I top. Don't care. We love it. We're here for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moviegoers. Until next time. Thanks.